Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast for the TT World Championships. You'll have to go to the YouTube version of this podcast to see I'm adorned in the, the Highland Cattle uh, attire for the official merchandise of the World Championships. Uh, Toby's tried to get stuck into the, the little cow, but... It's still alive so far. Uh, 36K is the course of the women. Men's is 48Ks tomorrow. So they skip basically the Keenan, a little climb. Declining per kilometer is the same. The finish is the same. They go out on A roads. They do a little detour uh, down south on a B road. Don't really know what a B road is in, in, in Britain. And then back on an A road with a detour through uh, the Leckie Road and Touch Road climbs. Big ring climbs. For the best riders, they should be in the extensions. And then the real punch is the Sterling Castle finish, 800 meters, 5.5%, steep as well in parts. And also the surface didn't seem that fast. It was pave or, I don't know, what's the British paving stones? Uh, Cobbles, (laughs) one could call them even, if you wanted to go so far. And we had some very weird stuff before the TT, Benji, with Canyon Shram tweeting something this morning. Exactly. I... I found it odd that they tweeted this, but basically on their official Twitter, they posted, unfortunately, we have news that Chloe Dygert has suffered from illness since winning her fourth rainbow title in the individual pursuit and racing the TP last week. No clue what TP stands for. Trivial Pursuit? Is it? Team Pursuit. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Trivial Pursuit would have been pretty funny. Do um... <laughs> you reckon she'd be any good at it? Chloe Dygert, Trivial Pursuit. Imagine. I have no clue. I don't clue. think so. <laughs> rude um but anyway the tweet does not say that she's not writing so that's the odd thing about it if it was a well, tweet when you saying, read that first line you read yeah. the first line what's your gut reaction oh thinking? damn she's out that's my response and it's from the trade team right let's might yeah. let's overanalyze this because it's a tt <laughs> why would the she's there for usa team usa why would the trade team tweet not the team usa team that the rider's been under the weather but still competing it made no sense to me now i'm not saying she wasn't sick i've just never really seen anything like that or maybe i haven't i've just forgotten normally it's like they're sick and they're out um to me it was and it didn't end up happening but to me i read that i was like pre-built excuse in case of a loss because that's how i read it there's no other reason to do it because the opposite is that when it, usually when a rider like Royce crashed in the mixed relay, right? Apparently she crashed in the mixed team relay, the event, you know, she'll probably regret doing that, frankly. I'd be surprised to see her do it next year. And she said, or, you know, she's like, I'm fine. But you saw the bandage. And usually riders like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, very, very strange. I thought it was very odd. But anyway, uh, we go into the TT. The favorites, the bookie's favorite was Royce, but how would she be affected by that crash? Uh, then it was Diger giving up a 30% chance. Then Vollering, then Brown, fourth favorite. I do want to talk about the crash for Royce for a second because I need my rant out of here. It's 
universally known that I'm not the biggest fan of the mixed relay discipline because what is that? it's okay. What is that? It's <laughs> do I really have to explain the mixed relay discipline yes. now? Okay, so basically there's six riders of each country, three men, three women. I think uh, the women, the three women ride first, and then the three men ride until the finish line, or the other way around. Yeah, I didn't TTT watch clearly. Formation. Each TTT three. formation, basically. Okay. And they do a TTT like that. So it's it's kind of like, uh, I don't know what to compare it to because it doesn't exist in the entire season. It's only there at the World Championships, at the Olympics, and not anywhere else. So it doesn't represent anything. You're the world champion of nothing if you win that. And I don't see it as prestigious at all because I don't really give a fuck. But anyway, some riders yeah, UCI do UCI points, though. Some teams try to get their riders in because there's UCI points there. I agree. Some riders do care. Some trade teams care about it because of the UCI points. But 80% of the start list are riders skipping it. Like, the best TT riders, 80% of them are not riding in mixed relay because, well, they don't, probably don't want to risk anything. And in the men's, it's 100% of the top medal chances. They never do it. Kung was there, though. So Oh, really? Yeah. Kung, well, what Kung was in the doing? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> they're, they're risking their rides. Like, Von Flirten crashed last year. Kind of still won the world championships, but it could have completely bottled the race and it almost did after that yeah. crash. And now Royster crashed in the same event. Then there's a reason people skip this event because one, they might not see us as prestigious enough, but secondly, because it's a few days before their event that they've been training out for for months and they just don't want to risk that. And then you and see it happening to Royster you and you're like, you know, you've not practiced it at race pace with these people. They're not your trade teammates that you've done a simulation with, probably. So you, there is a crash risk. So it's a mistake to me to ride the mixed relay if you want to win the ITT a few days later. So that's a good precursor to what eventually happens in this TT. We start with Chloe Digert, who goes off early. I don't quite know why. I'm just going to guess because Van Aert's going off early tomorrow. It's because she hasn't, didn't do it last year and the others did. Um, that's probably not the rules, qualification points. I don't know. The point is she went off earlier than the batch of Brown, Royce, Vollering, the other three favorites. So we had a long time. Diget out the gate, smashing it. Not surprised on the flat. This is a 45 kph plus course. Yes, there's a hill at the end. It's still five meters of climbing per K. It's a yep. flat course, as relatively flat. And so... <laughs> She's smoking it, 53k an hour average at T1. And, you know, our next reference is uh, Buyak. And at the finish, I think, where did Buyak eventually finish? Three minutes down? Yeah, like three minutes down on her. So we didn't really know without the reference points of the other riders, how good was that climb of Daggett? I was looking at Royce's TTs on similar elevation courses. And, and I did think... Royce should win by 30 seconds because I was like, she's averaged over 46 on Hillier courses this year and the Poe TT was Hillier than this. And so 229 to Buyak, I'm not sure that's enough to win this TT. And But that's just all guesstimations. What did you see in Daigat's final sector, Benji? And not just, not just the climb, but the overall, her last 10 minutes. I feel like the first half she was riding brutally strong. And she was barely moving on the bike. And that's kind of an indicator of how much a rider is suffering as well in a time trial. And towards the end of this time trial, I'd even argue from, from the start of the second half of this time trial, once we're hitting those hills, I really felt like she was looking like she was suffering big time. Now, everybody's suffering at this point, but I wasn't expecting it to happen at that point yet. But 
she actually, based on the results that came at that T3, for example, held quite well at T3. She didn't gain as much as he gained in the first time check and in the second time check, but at the third one, she started showing some vulnerability, but it was really on that last portion, the last hill, the last section after the third time check until the finish line, that I visibly thought she was riding slower than some other riders. And we see the eventual time, and that's a time where if we take a look at the riders that she's competing against at that time, is basically holding the same distance, or she only gains 15 seconds, I think, on Cecilia Utrup-Ludwig, and um, was it Buyak as well in the final segment? And I was like, okay, she's going to lose time to other riders in this last segment. Yeah, exactly, because she should, if she's not gaining time on those riders, she's effectively slowed down because she has been yeah. gaining time on them. And, you know, as a reference point, uh, Skalniak Soika, who I, I still, I'll say it again, I think there's a, there's a climbing prospect or a versatile rider in there. She yeah. runs seventh in this TT, and she she beats Daigat by 10 seconds on T3 to the finish. And that's not just the climb. That's not just the climb. That's still nearly a 40k an hour average segment. So Daigat was really struggling if that climb was 300 meters longer. I think may, we may even have a different result here. But th that was what was clear is this race isn't over at T1. Don't expect someone to beat Daigat at T1. But that doesn't mean they can't win either if you understood how Daigat paced or maybe mispaced this TT or maybe it was her original pacing plan and she was sick and she couldn't maintain her original pace. One thing though, you mentioned she's starting really early. She's starting in that first wave of riders and I don't know the specific reason why she started that early, but she's having way more minute women ahead of her. Riders that she's going to be passing throughout the parkour because those riders are on paper significantly worse than Digert is. Is that a nuisance or is that a draft advantage? Oh, no, that's a big advantage normally. Yeah, I as long so. as they don't, as long as you don't get caught up in a corner and there's not that many right-hand, like right-angle corners, it's an advantage because you can, yeah, you don't go up and draft them, but if you're going into their slipstream from 15 meters away, you still get something. So whether that changed the result or not, I don't know. Um, maybe I will if I put my Australian hat on, but I, probably not. But um, yeah, <laughs> it, it does make a difference and it is an advantage. And then, and then we see the big guns go out. Uh, we, we are doing this TT recap a little bit differently, but it was interesting the, the way uh, it yep. panned out. Royce goes off around the same time as Brown. Vollering, forget about her. She at T1, <laughs> at T1, she was just miles back. She was not even in contention for a medal at any point, really, uh, in this TT. Royce from Brown start. T1. We're looking at Brown 17 seconds behind Daigert. But that was after we saw Royce at T1, who's not on my time splits table, but so I'm going to have to, because she didn't finish, but I'm going to have to do this from memory. 32 was, seconds down at T1. How long? 32 seconds down at T1. Yeah. And that's after 14 minutes. And so, yes, did I expect her to beat Daigert at T1? No. Did I expect to be 32 seconds down in 15 minutes? No. <laughs> and it's not like she's a small rider waiting for the hill at the end. She's a powerful ruler. And so and that, it just looked like something was wrong. It must have been. And Henderson was ahead of Royster at the first time check. But she was 25 seconds down at T1. So that's the extra indicator. It's not just yeah. that Diger was faster. Anna Henderson was faster as well. Henderson's a pretty competent time trialist. But on paper, Royster smokes her on yeah, this yeah. length of a time trial. Even a 14 second time trial 14 minute time 14 second time trial is a bit short 14 minute She'd one a bit longer. Too, probably 
<laughs> I no. actually don't know. <laughs> I don't want to bet on oh, that. Oh, Henderson, decent sprint, you're right, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Royce is not looking good. We get to T2, she's falling even further back, and then suddenly, the news of the day, Royce has steps off the bike. Just gets off the bike. She, she was sort of stretching her back a little bit, but I'm just reading into that. I was looking at the bike, and the, the soigneur or the Swiss coach came out, not with another bike. I was looking at the bike. It's a flat problem. No. There's a body. And she just, yeah, she, just, she, uh, she abandons this TT. Obviously very, very distraught. I'm going to assume she was not feeling good and could not push the power she needed to push or could normally push because that crashed the other day. That's the Occam's razor, the pretty obvious answer to me. You know, and understandably, you know, very upset. And there's that sort of what might be an iconic image. She's just like sitting in a ditch with the Star Wars, Star Wars special helmet on, just like fuck, my world yeah. champs is over. Out of context, that image of her sitting in the grass is quite funny. But if you take it out and you look at it, she's prepared for this world championships properly. But it's actually pretty heartbreaking to then see her hug her coach and so forth. So it's unfortunate to see that it went down this way. I personally didn't have her as winning this time trial before the race started, but I also didn't expect it to go down like this in any way. And we also recorded our preview before the crash of Royster, so that crash definitely didn't help. As a person that arrives at this time trial, I'm guessing that it's the, the mixed relay crash that caused this. You would think so. Like, I don't think she would have stopped training for Worlds because they won the Tour de France. For, like she literally said in her interview, at the end of the Po TT, when she, when the a reporter, the interviewer asked her, "Oh, and you know, the goal of winning yellow, you know, you must be very happy about that." And she was like, "Well, that was the team's goal." So I think, like, I think she was very focused on winning the world championships. And with Van Dijk out, she had a huge opportunity too. So the favorite out, the only one that can beat Dijkert, who's been in that hot seat for a long time on the phone at times on the hot seat, is Grace Brown on course, and she holds. She holds at T2. Like, okay, not holds. She actually does lose more time. She's like, at T2, can I do maths? 16. She's 31 seconds down. Yeah. So she's lost another. You know, she's losing at time at exactly the same pace as she was at T1. But at T3, that's where she holds. In fact, she takes back four or I think about four to five seconds on Diget. And Dygert hadn't really slowed down that much up to T3 at that point. And so with the gap now 25 seconds, we had a real nail-biter where it's like Dygert slowed down massively. Brown can win this still yeah. if she can do the best climb of her life on the Sterling Castle climb. This would have been the most prestigious battle between you and me and our picks of all time. You had no, Dygert in your corner. And, uh, Harada or Soler and Uran, that was goaded. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Every break. I don't know if it was... <laughs> Uran or Herana, I think it might have been Pasher or something Pasher, in the Vuelta. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we've got Brown in my corner, even though you're the Australian one, so I don't know what went wrong there. And we've got Dygert in your corner. I don't know why. I, I thought it was going to be. Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be really bloody close at that third time check, and I, especially because it's not just one rider that went faster than Dygert in the last segment. We already saw that Schweinberger went eight seconds faster. In total, I think seven riders went faster or something. Yep. 
at the last time in the uh, between last time check and the finish Niedermeyer. line, then Chloe Diegert. So ooh, Niedermeyer, that's that. La she can Boo. climb though. Labu. Yeah, climb. she can climb. So that favors the Dami Volrings of the world also understand that the climb is better. But would it also work for a Grace Brown who, let's be honest about it, climbed pretty shit at the Tour de France Femme, right? Yeah. She didn't have the best Tour de France Femme and she kind of indicated that she could do something at this World Championships with that final Po TT where she was the best non-SD worker, where she came fourth in that TT. And they didn't show her. They showed Amber Nieben finishing. They showed everyone finishing... They cut back to her. I think they actually missed an opportunity here. They should have. Yeah. They should have shown Brown. Well, I had a little dropout. Anyway, they should have shown Brown's full climb. She's there. Ten seconds to go. We don't have a uh, meter marker, but it's not looking like she's rounded the left corner to twenty-five meters to go. And unfortunately, the clock ticks down and she loses the TT by five seconds to Chloe Dygert, who wins her second world championships in the individual time trial on the road. Uh, f as I said, five and a half seconds out of Brown. Schweinberger, I haven't really mentioned her. She did a fantastic TT, came third, just two seconds ahead of Anna Henderson. So Schweinberger's just been quietly getting better and better results, the 26-year-old on Phoenix de Koenig. Just another good rider that yeah. Phoenix de Koenig have, and you know her classics results are actually very good this year, and they've got her locked up for another two years. So they're really building something with their young squad, Phoenix de Koenig. And, and they're the medals. Diget wins, head of Brown, big gap to Schweinberger, and I guess I was right, Benji, Diget. But get out of here. DNF no one saw coming. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that coming, that's for sure. I'm... I'm really happy about Schweinberger's season, as in, I'm also curious how close she can get on, um, on the actual road race, because if you take a look at Tour de France Femme, she was good in that Lippert sprint stage, for example, so she, she's got that punchiness, whether she can, can do that repetitively throughout the entire race, I don't know, but she's also a rider on a team where nobody's gonna mark Christina Schweinberger in the World Championship, so... Maybe she can Alberto Betiol herself into a top five position at the end. So uh, I, re I really am bullish on this ride. She's been really strong all season in the couple classics, especially. And I can't wait to see more on that regard. But a bronze medal is it's fucking amazing for this rider. And Henderson really close as well. Two seconds off the podium. So that one's going to hurt a little bit, I think. Labou, she's going to be happy with the top five. I I I'm pretty sure about that. Especially since at its core, she's not the... The purest time trialist. I think the hills really helped her get back time on the pure T tiers, like the the Rihanna Marcuses of the world, for example, who is actually also a pretty good climber. So just ignore that. But I actually don't know who's winning the U twenty three one. Is that Niedermeyer? I think it is right. Taking a look uh, at the lists. She twenty. Yeah, I think she wins the U twenty three world championships title. Hold on, hold on a second. I'm holding on. I'm holding oh, on. No, I'm, thinking the I'm thinking of the Australian one, the junior, the junior one this morning, uh, Felicity <laughs> Wilson Haffenden. So yeah, yeah, she, she. I forgot there was a no U23 actual separate one, but yeah, Niedermeyer, very very good, and Canyon win as well. So let me just think. I was gonna say Royce would have won if she didn't have the crash, but then did Diger have the sickness she said she did and then she even said if she, if the tt was yesterday she wouldn't have even started and so 
maybe both weren't at full force and this wasn't the best time Diger could... I don't believe this is the best time Diger could set. I Can I? I? I like Grace Brown, but if Royce was healthy, she beats Brown by more than six seconds. We saw that in Poe. And if Diger's super healthy, she beats Brown by more than six seconds. I don't know about Royster on a 36 kilometer time. I need to, oh, I still true. need to see it on paper, but I will say that I agree that Diger on paper, I would have expected her to win it more if she does win. Like you said it, eh? She either wins with a lot of time yeah, that's or what I thought. she's not good enough. That's kind <laughs> of the prediction there that you said. But anyway, we'll forgive you for that one as she's still selected the rider, right? But when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Brown, you could also argue that because Royster stepped out, Brown lost draft, which might have meant five seconds of draft. No, she would have <laughs> been five seconds delta. I don't think. No, it wouldn't have been the difference here, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know if the draft in this, when it comes to the, the amount of riders that Dargett has made the difference, I think it has impacted the race a bit, but whether it impacts the winner is unknown. And hey, that's how the, the cookie crumbles. I'll round out the top 10. Henderson takes fourth, then Labu, a very good time in fifth. She actually beats Volering by six seconds. I also think Volering, uh, probably not her best performance, but you, f- you can forgive her after the Tour de France victory. Uh, Skalniak Soika, very nice result in seventh. Amber Nieben, Nieben rather, uh, who's won this event twice before the 48-year-old. She runs another top 10 in eighth, Marcus ninth, and Howe 10th. So, yeah. Uh, oh, so, yeah, Niedermeyer only beat Kerbal by eight seconds for the U23 one. So that was actually a very close run thing, but it's like there was no tension for it because you can't really... And in the event, they're not talking about it or showing the graphics on the screen for it either. Uh, so it's kind of... Yeah, it goes by the by. Uh, but yeah, Niedermeyer wins the U23. Uh, what do we learn from this, Benji? Is there anything with the change for the road race? We'll do a separate road race preview, but um, I think it does... It does make me think Diget is more of a chance to win the road race. I don't know about her handling um, on that course, but yeah, she's, she must be in half-decent shape to win this. I've just been celebrating all the Kopecky medals that I've been collecting in Belgium because she's been winning nearly every discipline on the track. So oh, that's, really? that's given me more, more of a, a feeling towards the world, even though it's also not comparable to the World Championship Road Race, but it does show that she's... In a pretty damn good form. She showed real acceleration in those races as well. She ended up, I think, winning points race, elimination race, and coming just short on the Omnium, if I recall correctly. But I'm, I'm on the Kopecky wins it block, and she she doesn't have the strongest team. But well, we'll dive into that at, in the in the preview. But is it me or is it super annoying that in the World Championships ITT that the time ticker at the bottom, when a rider crosses an intermediate check or the finish line? Compares it to the first rider and not with the rider that is. Yeah, it should be the rider there next, about to yeah. go past in time. Yeah, and they normally really do, do that, me. don't they? Yeah, well, another. Um, TDF, for but, example. Yeah, yeah I, I agree because you see a rider at because you see say Labu on one minute and you're like, okay, well we know she's not beating Diger, <laughs> but is she, how far away from third is she? How far yeah. far behind Schweinberg is she? Um, but yeah, I guess, is this, is this the full circle for Diget Benji? You know, like, one in Harrogate, had the world at her fingertips, crashed in Imola, and then disappointing, disappointing in the Olympics. Not yet. 
not yet. I feel like we're gonna see a a Digard in the future that will destroy everybody in a time trial. Yeah, I mean, just in her evolution as a rider, I agree that I think she has a bit more to give. But you know, um, she didn't race in Europe last year. Just about very strange. Um, and this year she has come back, and she the amount of podiums she has already in in how many race days? 23 race days. The amount of podiums she has is incredible. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, next year she might be focusing a lot on the track for uh, the Olympics. Uh, so, but she could also win the Olympic road race in the, in the, in the road cycling. So yeah, I don't think we've seen the, the last of her yet. I think she is going to be really focusing on the Olympics next year and, uh, well, not the last two, but the best of her yet, but we also have to see her this weekend in the road race. Anything else from this, TT, Benji, maybe now that we've seen it in the flesh, at least most of the course, uh, that informs the men's one tomorrow. I feel like the hill was harder than I anticipated. Yeah, it's a nasty hill. People fucking dying after the finish line. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I didn't expect them to be cursing at that hill so much after the line. Some riders, I think... the surface is slow. Yeah. Slow surface, but also just... It looked steeper than the profile told me yeah. initially so that that's a rough one i think pacing is important as digert kind of showed she she won but she did kind of blow in the last four kilometers you know yeah. so it's important that if you do go really fast at the start that it's enough to still win the world championships <laughs> yeah well yeah you can lose a lot of time on that hill or a fair bit of time i think the hill suits remco a lot but also probably the the wow. speed that this exactly the speed the suck like the guys like him go and can smash up a hill like I don't really think it's bad for him either. Uh, it's Ghana who could Ghana lose a little bit there, uh, but it's a longer TT. So much of it is flat, and these guys go fifty five k's an hour. They said it's a slow course, like it's slow. The roads are slow. Who does that favor? I don't know. Van Art is going earlier. I saw the start list than the um. Remco and the other guys, is that because he didn't do the TT last year? It would be my guess in the World Championships. So that's only half an hour earlier, but weather can change in this part of the world very rapidly in half an hour. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the weather plays a part. Also, as Benji mentioned in this women's TT, riders are going off so quickly that who you have to pace ahead of you is really important. And I would actually say that's advantage Van Art. Um he will have more riders to draft off as he catches them, I think, than in Remco's phase. So, yeah. Anyway, something to look out for. But today was really exciting. A lot of drama with Royster pulling out. I hope she's okay and uh, she recovers well. Obviously, it'll be very disappointing. And we'll see you with another cracking TT recap tomorrow. Until then, ciao.